Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. in that stuff. I really do. Oh, I do too. I, the weirdest shit happens to me and I was told that our house is built on a burial ground. My kids hear things, see things. Ellie says there's bodies underneath her that's, bed. That's Isn't ironic. that interesting? Crazy. The spirits who've crossed, they want us out. And I know people are going to think I'm f***ing cuckoo nuts, but there's some truth to that. Okay. Okay, I believe that Bravo buried the lead here. I know Everyone is talking about that dinner, which was thrilling, where Teddy confronted Denise about the sleeping with Brandy. But I actually thought it was even crazier, the fact that Denise is living on a burial ground and is dealing with spirits and supernatural. She's busting ghosts over at Big Dick's Casita in Malibu. And it's truly shocking. The daughter apparently finds or, or thinks there's bodies underneath her bed. I mean, this was shocking, and Denise is just delivering this information so casually while they play a spooky haunted house music uh, in the background of her confessional. Now, we know that in the Bravo universe, the supernatural plays a big part. I know I remind you guys all the time, but lest we never forget that Dorinda had the ghost of her ex-husband visit her as a balloon. I can't go to a birthday party without thinking of Dorinda's Richard. I haven't been able to watch the movie up ever since. I mean, he just visited her as a balloon. And so we just can't forget the fact that ghosts, they appear in these shows in the most unlikely of ways. And just hearing Denise say, yeah, we live on an ancient burial ground, I thought, okay, that's pretty interesting. They should replay this episode at Halloween time because it's truly shocking. I need to see some sort of other type of ghost hunter. Some sort of ghost hunter. What's that show on Sci-Fi Network where they hunt the ghosts? I need to see that happen at Denise's house because I'm very fascinated by it. And and maybe, again, Big Dick Aaron, maybe he can get into Ghostbusting. Who are you going to call Big Dick Aaron? We need to get him. I, he needs a career at this point. I, I, none of us are sure what he does. Uh, he's something with microwaves and health. I know that's 
what his profession is now, but I wouldn't mind seeing him do a little shift and go into Ghostbusting. He's right in the perfect spot for it. So, so good. I thought this episode was everything. It really gave us a little bit of everything, and I loved it. It was thrilling TV. Now, we're going to get to that dinner. Uh, We just have to start, first of all, before I even actually go more into Beverly Hills, I just want to say that Andy Cohen, have you guys seen his quarantine hair? It's like luscious white gray hair, and I've never seen anything so stunning than his hair. He was on The View, my favorite show, and I just couldn't believe his hair. His quarantine hair is really doing it. So good job. Shout out to Andy's hair. (laughs) Shout out to the hair. Um, Okay, on Beverly Hills Housewives, you guys were in Rome. I was so excited to see Dorit in Italy. I mean, she's an Italian goddess, and I can't wait to just watch her speak Italian and seeing it in the confessional. She shaded Kyle at one point in Italian. And uh, fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Now, they're all in Rome, and I knew they were also going to give us a lot of crazy good looks. Uh, There was one point where Erica literally was dressed for a funeral, and I know Mikey Minden had said, you know, we're dressing her for a funeral. But it's kind of weird, right, that it happens and we don't even really look twice or think twice about it. Erica's really wearing a fucking veil at that dinner. And it wasn't even that, like, odd to my eyes. It was like, oh, yeah, that's a nice veil. You know, like, that's a weird thing that we're all just so used to. Uh, Anyway, when they get to Rome, we see the rooms. And I got to say something about the hotel that they were staying at. It looked beautiful. Stunning rooms. But did you guys not think that the rooms looked small and then the terraces that they all had were, like, fucking ginormous? They had so much room on the deck or balcony or whatever you call it. And then the rooms look kind of tiny to me. I don't know. Also, Rina's room, who were all pretending that Rina planned this trip, and I don't know why they're not giving that up. They're talking about the Bravo cameras being there. We're fully breaking the fourth wall this episode. And yet, the cast is still pretending that Rina like, sat down and organized this trip with a travel agent. And we know that's not the case. Bravo did it. <laughs> Erica even said, like, it's my last hurrah before Broadway, and I'm so excited that Lisa Renna planned it. I'm like, I don't think she planned it, but she did get the biggest room. Uh, the biggest room, though, I gotta say, it had a scale in it. And I do not like when hotel rooms put a scale in the room. We're on vacation, people. And we're going to talk about Teddy in a minute, working out on vacation. Uh, but they put these scales in the room. And the last thing any of us want to do when we're eating every night, drinking every night, is hop on a scale in a hotel room. It's not okay. Like, enough is enough, hotels. Stop it. Who wants a scale in there? At the very least, just have them ready at the counter so people can say, hey, can you bring a scale up? You know, when you need an iron or something and they don't have it in the room, you call to the front desk and they bring it up. I don't need just a scale greeting me in the room. It's the last thing any of us want. It's a vacation. Stop it. Stop it, hotels. (laughs) You are listening. Cool it. Enough is enough. Taylor Armstrong. Now, Denise and Garcelle, they're going a little bit late. Uh, She, all the other women have arrived. They're on the plane, Denise and Garcelle. Dorit is already in full glam with the pearls on the head, or the pearls on the face. She's got Chanel everything. And then they're literally bedazzling Dorit's forehead. And I thought I saw it all, but I was really thinking that this is going to become a thing. Do you remember when Dorit did the stuff in her hair and she had 
that clip at the reunion that said something. I don't remember what it said. It said like glam or, you know, some shit like that. But then that became a trend. I started seeing it all over on TV. So I do think that despite the fact that a lot of Dorit's looks are insane, I do think that she's a little bit of a trendsetter. And seeing the bedazzling on the face, I was ready to hop on Amazon and buy a bedazzler because I think that's going to be the new thing. She was, she's ahead. And the Chanel looked great. Also, it's revealed that Sutton almost got a private plane. I was a little confused. I missed Sutton saying like why she wasn't on a plane. So she was just talking about it. I, I didn't really understand. I didn't understand. But in Rome, the women who are there, they're going to dinner. Now, Rinna had just learned on the way to the airport that Denise and Brandy had sex. Okay, Teddy told her, and Rinna's like, what, they fucked? And then, uh, so Rinna's holding the secret in. And you know they all just want to get it out. They want to tell everyone, I have a lot of thoughts about this. We'll get there. Uh, But we know it's going to come out at dinner. And it's just going to kind of spread throughout the group, and then it's all going to explode. And so I was very excited, but I didn't like how it went down. Uh, Anyway, Dorit, again, I talked about her fashion. She did say regarding Rome, she said, this is where fashion girls like me live their best lives. And she's not wrong. I love her. (laughs) Love her. So then we see the women go to the Coliseum, then they go to dinner, and that's where Dorit was shading Kyle in uh, in Italian, because Kyle was ordering like a frozen mark. And you know that the uh, the waiter there, they were just thinking, like, who are these fucking Americans who are ordering frozen margaritas? He brought them out sliders. Did you see that? They just decided, after Kyle ordered the frozen mark, they were like, we're going to bring you some sliders because you're stupid Americans. That's what they were thinking, I believe. And so, look, did the sliders look good? Yeah, they looked delicious. But the women also looked at them, and they were so offended. They were disgusted by these sliders. It was like they'd never seen something like that before. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But the dinner was a little bit boring. Rinna did say at one point, I think we should go around the table and ask questions. You know that old game. That's what you, <laughs> you know. That old game people play where we go around a table and ask questions. Now, I appreciate this kind of shit stirring. I think Rinna's good for that. Uh, she does it. That's what she does best. And she brings up games that we need to play. Otherwise, these women would have just been sitting around staring at each other, and we would have been bored as hell. Uh, but anyway, it's revealed that Kim, Kim Richards, caught Kyle having sex for the first time and then went and, go to, went and told Kath. I don't know if you guys watched that show that Kyle did on the Paramount Network about her life. What was it called? American Woman with Alicia Silverstone. Uh, which, by the way, Alicia Silverstone is doing great work in the new Babysitters Club. Uh, that's a tale for another time. But that was about like Kyle's life growing up, and I wondered if anyone watched. Was there a scene where where Kim walked in on Kyle doing it for the first time, and then went and told Kathy? Because that sounded interesting to me. Maybe if it was in a season two, uh, the show did get canceled. American Woman, unfortunately, but. Uh, No one watched it. Anyway, Denise and Garcelle finally show up. Teddy looks like she saw a ghost. She looked like she just saw Casper the ghost, or not a friendly one, because uh, Garcelle and Denise and uh, Teddy doesn't know what to do about Denise. Teddy doesn't know what to say, how to bring it up. They were all doing a lot of shouting. Everyone was tipsy, so everyone was doing like a lot of laughter and shouting and a little bit of screeching. I hate to say that word, but it did seem like They were all sitting at this dinner, tipsy as fuck, and just doing a lot of screeching. 
Uh, Denise says that she's had a lot of Thanksgivings with exes because Garcelle, she reveals that she's dating this guy, Michael, who we met at Kyle's house, and she's not sure about Thanksgiving with them. And Denise says, I've had so many Thanksgivings with exes, and they subtitled it, which leads me to believe that it's going to be playing into something later. I don't know what exactly. Maybe I'm missing something, but they, whenever they show the subtitle on something like that, I think it's going to come back to bite her in the ass or haunt her like one of those ghosts at their casita. Uh, then uh, everyone goes to bed. We wake up the next day, and they're going to have a shopping trip. Okay. Here's where Teddy was working out in the morning. And I got to say, I was getting so upset with Teddy this whole episode. And I was wondering why. Like, she's seemingly being a good housewife by bringing things up on camera and being a shitster. But I think that I'm triggered by Teddy. And I think specifically when she was working out the very first morning that they woke up on this Rome trip on their vacation, and she was also very pregnant. Now, I'm not trying to exercise shame in any way. I'm saying that this is literally triggering to me because there's been times in my life where I've had issues with food and exercise and all of that stuff. And I remember going on a vacation and being like obsessed with working out because you do eat a lot on vacation typically or foods that you wouldn't normally eat. And there's been times in my life when I was obsessed with with working out and fitness and, and eating a certain way where I couldn't help but work out after I would even eat a meal or the morning of a vacation. And I remember people saying, like, can't you just relax? And I've also been on the other side of that when I've been on vacation with friends who are obsessed. With, and, and it almost makes you feel bad because you're like, well, you're working out and I'm just being here eating all the time. So I think I was triggered by that. And look, I'm not trying to say that Teddy's in the wrong for working out every morning of a vacation, but I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing that behavior on screen is, is what I'm trying to say. I don't. I don't. They go shopping. Uh, look, Erica in the Chanel hat with the turtleneck. Oh, wow, I loved it. I loved it. It was Nancy Myers meets uh, a whore, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. I thought it was stunning. That look, the hat. I know she couldn't move her neck in that whole look, but man... It was stunning. It was all off-white or white outfit. It looked something right out of Something's Gotta Give when Diane's on the beach with Jack. It was so stunning. Just want to say that. Uh, let's see. That's when it's revealed that they had, uh, Denise has the people living in her house who are dead. Uh, and then Erica also brings up again that time where she lived as a boy in the bottom of a ship, which you guys, I don't know if we talked about that at the time, but what the fuck was that? Just, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't even know what to say about it. I don't have words to describe how I feel about uh, Erica living in the bottom of a ship as a boy. I don't. Do you guys, I think we should all think about it. We should talk about it for a second. But I don't even know what to say, because what do you say to that? And in that scene that they even flash back to, I don't think people even knew how to respond. Eileen was just looking at her like, oh, okay. You know, you lived in the bottom of a ship as a boy. Erica said she probably had a lot of other lives. She was probably fucking a lot of gladiators back in the day, she said, as they were walking through the streets of Rome. They were all having a good time, though. They were all laughing, shopping at Fendi. I love that coat that Garcelle put on at Fendi. And then they were all spending money, and it was funny how the Bravo editors put how much they spent on screen. Erica was like 3900 Rena was 3200 Kyle spent the most 
she was uh, eighty-seven fifty, eight thousand seven hundred fifty at the Fendi store. Wow, wow, Kyle, wow. Uh, then we see them at the fountain. Uh, look, their walk through the streets of Rome was all really leading up to this moment where Dorit asked Kyle to take a bunch of photos of her, and she kicked everyone out of the photos. And Kyle had to take her cell phone and take the photos. And she was so jealous, you guys. She's so jealous. Kyle. She was so jealous and she had to take the photos of Dorit. And you know Kyle was thinking, like, can't someone on production do this? Like, why do I have to do it, Dorit? And Dorit was not stopping. She was giving us all sorts of poses. There's a lot of trouble between Dorit and Kyle lately. And I'm very into it. And I don't normally hate... I know people hate Kyle. I don't feel that way about Kyle. I, I enjoy her a lot of the time. But I do have to say, I'm definitely siding with Dorit this season, because you guys know I love her. Uh, right now. Might change in five minutes. Who knows? So anyway, then we see the women getting ready for dinner. Dorit is in uh, Versace, or Versace, if any of you guys have seen Showgirls, Versace. Uh, Sutton, she brought a glam team too, which I wasn't expecting. And while they're all getting ready, Kim Richards calls Kyle and reveals that she's going for her new teeth. So she just got the new bubbies. Now she's going to get the new teeth. And Kyle, she made a little joke. She said, new boobs, new teeth, who dis? And I don't know. that It was definitely like a joke that should have happened maybe three seasons ago. Uh, but she tried. You know, she tried to make it funny. And it was an effort, a valiant effort. I do wish Kim was in Rome. I'd love to see Kim walking around by the fountains, hanging out, shopping with Denise. And hearing about the ghosts, I would have loved that. But unfortunately, we didn't get Kim there. But we did get Mikey Minden. We got the glam squads. I feel like some of that money could have went towards Kim going to Rome, right? Couldn't we have gotten rid of like one of the glam teams? Or why can't they do just like one glam team for the whole group? I know that's a lot of work for those uh, brilliant makeup artists and clothing people. But I would have preferred if we got some of those supporting casts. We could have gotten Brandy there. That would have been interesting. Eileen Davidson, Camille, let's get some of these side characters. Adrian Maloof Hoof, let's get her there. Lisa Vanderpump, could you imagine if she just showed up at dinner? Ah, I mean, that would have been good TV. But instead, they're spending so much money. And I know it's the cast spending the money on the glam to get them there, but the cast could have chipped in to get, uh, I don't know, Cedric there. Someone, anyone. Let's get Sheena Shea. Uh, in Rome. She's been on this show before when they do those uh, crossover episodes. Sheena Shea, it's all happening. Let's get her there. Then, uh, let's see, we cut to dinner. They all look fantastic. Again, crazy outfits. I do think they're all a little too focused on the outfits. I think we've talked about this before. But I want the women to bring storylines and and drama and real life and everything to the show. And I think it's becoming so focused on those outfits and doing crazier looks than the last scene. And that's fun. Don't get me wrong. I like that. And I think that works for Erica, works for Dorit, but it just seems like it should only work for one person. And I'm not sure who they would have to battle it out for who it should be. But I don't need the whole cast being so focused on it, because then they're not bringing anything else to the show. And I need them to bring more. Uh, they all order dinner. Denise uh, says she has a garlic allergy, and I wondered if she made it up or if she actually is allergic to garlic. But that food looked amazing. It looked amazing. And Dorit was ordering an Italian. Kyle was jealous of that. 
Kyle cracked me up, though, when she said that that's how Dorit's going to be welcoming people to her Buca de Beppo room. And she wasn't wrong. I would love to go to that Buca de Beppo room and get greeted by Dorit speaking Italian. It's a dream come true. Erica also accidentally shaded the Buca de Beppo when she said, like, this is the best Italian food. Like, not like those shitty chain restaurants in, in uh, the States. And Dorit was just sitting there wide-eyed thinking about her Buca de Beppo room. You know, she was... In her head, she was really having a moment there when she heard Erica say that. She was thinking, wait a minute, should I not be designing that Buca de Beppo room? But she had already signed the contract, so she didn't say a word. She just zipped her lips. And you know, she did what she had to do. Uh, it was... <laughs> I love Sutton, you guys. I love her. I think she's classically housewives. I also loved how she stu- uh, stuck up for Denise later in the episode. But when she was uh, sipping on her wine... She ordered a glass of wine. She sipped on it. It was at a hotel restaurant. They weren't even out and about. But she sipped on it, and then she shook her head as if something like exploded in her mouth. She's like, (laughs) She was so disgusted. Her head spun around like the fucking exorcist. And it was as if she just tasted something that was just so vile. And then she told the waiter, like, you need to bring me another glass of wine. And I don't like when people treat the staff at restaurants poorly. I think that reflects on their character. Now, I'm not going to judge Sutton based off that one moment, but it did seem like she could have handled a little better when she didn't like the taste of the wine that she ordered. She could have said, you know what? I'd like another glass of wine. This wasn't great. I'm so sorry to bother you. You know, being very polite to the waiter. Instead, that head spun around as if she was so disgusted. And I was disgusted, quite frankly. But she won me back over later. She did. And she did bring up at the table, that Garcelle, uh, she didn't like the way Garcelle talked to her at that lunch last week when Garcelle was like, how do you fucking make your money? Excuse my language. I'm swearing a lot today. Uh, But yeah, she brought it up and Garcelle was literally sitting on the opposite side of the table. And I thought, good job, Sutton. That's a good housewife bringing it up at dinner. And she didn't even care that it was, uh, she had to speak through the rest of the cast. And it was good. And they made up right away. Garcelle apologized. It was great. And then that's when all this other stuff went down. So Teddy, she's like, (sighs) she even said, she said, I'm awkward and I'm breathing heavy and all these things. Denise, someone told me something terrible that you said about me. And Denise was like, look, I never said those things. Teddy says, you said my father, I live in the shadow of him. And you said Erica's icy cold and you don't like Rinna. And I got to say, I didn't think any of these things were bad. I was sort of wishing Denise would just say, yeah, I probably did say those things to a friend. I'm sorry that they were behind your back. You know, I was venting. I was annoyed with you, whatever it was, because I do 100% believe that Denise said those things about them. But again, I don't think they were that bad. And I don't think they were anything more than any of these other women have said about Denise or any of the other women. I think it's just the nature of these shows. We sometimes like to pretend that they're all really good friends in real life, but technically they're all co-workers. I know they're playing friends on this show, but we've all said way worse things about our co-workers. So that's number one. And Denise, she was, she was clearly lying. And Teddy says, you didn't say these things to Brandy Glanville. And Denise said, no, I did not. Like her voice went up really high and she kind of did a weird head thing. So obviously she was telling the truth. Like obviously Teddy was telling the truth and Denise did say these things. She did. I mean, we can all pretend that she didn't, but she did. I believe. That's my opinion. 
Uh, but here's the thing. <sighs> Teddy brings up the sex stuff. Now, I said last week it felt like uh, Kyle and Teddy were sort of salivating over that information that Brandy gave them. And I was wondering why I was feeling bad, so bad for Denise, because I thought, you know, Brandy said these things on camera, so of course, Teddy was right, they were going to get out. But I was thinking about a situation that happened to me. Now, bear with me for a second, I'm going to go into a little story. But when I was 19 years old, I was at a party with some friends. It was like a small house party, and I was not out of the closet yet at all. I was 19 years old, and there were rumors that this other guy at the party were gay, but like he wasn't out. And at one point in the night, we were all sleeping at this house, and we were drinking. Yeah, we were underage, but we were drinking safely in someone's home, whatever. And we had run out of like mixers or something. And so this guy, who again was rumored to be gay, he had volunteered to walk to the grocery store. We were, it was sort of like a suburban neighborhood, but there was a grocery store in walkable distance. So he had volunteered and he said, Danny, why don't you come with me? And so, of course, like my antennas perked up because I was thinking, oh, there's these rumors. And I, and I knew, I think deep down that I was gay, but I wasn't out to anyone. No one, no one, no one. But we were tipsy and he was cute. He worked at an Abercrombie and Fitch. He was one of those people that stands at the doorway with her blouse off. So that was a plus. Just to give you guys a visual. <laughs> anyway, we walked to the grocery store and we started talking and, and we had such great conversation. We were flirting a little bit. And we sort of came out to each other, right? We came out to each other and we started making out uh, in front of this house, like near a tree. And it was great. It was like one of the first times I've ever kissed a man before. It was like a big deal to me. So then we'd been gone so long that somebody else at the party decided they were going to go to the grocery store to get the mixers that we were supposed to get because we were gone so long because we were having a connection. So my friend's sister was driving and they had stopped and seen us. We saw a car go by, but we didn't know who was in the car, but we had seen the car go by. And apparently, like the people in that car had seen us and they had gone back to the party and told everyone that they saw me and this other guy making out. So then no one confronted us that night. We had went back to the party. It seemed innocent enough. The next morning, we all go to a diner. You know, after a night like that, everyone goes to the diner together. And then people at the diner had confronted us about it at the table. Now, again, 19 years old, I wasn't out of the closet. I was not ready to talk about this situation. So, of course, I'm like sweating. I was so uncomfortable. I was so sad. It felt like people were outing me when I wasn't ready. And I feel like that's similar to how Denise felt at the dinner table. Now, I'm not inside Denise's head, but I saw it in her eyes, the sadness. And yes, she's on a reality show. Yes, she's on camera. But this is a different kind of thing. When you're dealing with sexuality and something that's so personal like that, and Denise wasn't ready, and Denise didn't know Brandy. She knew Brandy was on the show at one point, but she didn't know Brandy was going to be on this season. So, look, do I think that it happened between the two of them? Yeah, I kind of do believe that. They hooked up. I don't know the details of it, but I do believe that it happened. I don't think Brandy's lying. But the fact that they were confronting her at a dinner table in front of everyone, first of all, if they were going to do this, I wish Teddy would have done it privately with Denise and said, hey, Brandy said this on camera. 
I don't like that it happened on camera. And I always say that these things need to happen on camera. I know I always say that, but I felt the hurt in Denise's eyes. And I feel like I've felt that feeling before. And you, Denise was saying, no, that never happened. And she was defensive. And, and Teddy even said, so you don't even know what I'm about to say. And you're saying it didn't happen. So yeah, I think Denise was guilty, but I still side with Denise in the fact that she wasn't ready to talk about this sexual escapade that she had with Brandy Glanville. And so then to have to do it on camera and we see Denise go, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I'm going through so much stuff. It has nothing to do with any of us. It has nothing to do with the show. And bravo, bravo, bravo. Honey, you have to stop saying that. I don't want to be the person that leaves. I have to. This is like, I'm floored by this information. So have a say something. Please do not air this. Please. That is not true. It is not true. I'm sorry for what you're going through. I don't no, know what to believe. Like, and you no, have to know, like, I don't know what to believe. One of the most frustrating things about Denise is that she is so concerned with her image that every single time we talk about something she doesn't want to talk about, she's going to bravo, 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 so she can continue to get an edit that she wants. Which we were all waiting for because they showed that in the trailer. And I think we all thought that when we didn't see it in that other episode a few weeks ago, that they weren't going to show it to us. But Bravo has a bigger plan for us. And of course, they showed it in a flashback. And then they showed it again when she did it uh, in real time in Rome. But it was so... Uh, the girl said, Dorit said, look, Denise, you have got to stop doing that. And I do think that Denise shouldn't do that in other occasions. But this occasion, I was like on uh, Denise's side. I felt, I felt sort of gross that it was being exploited, the sexual escapade. And I just, I, I don't know the mechanics of it, but I wonder how, how they knew that Brandy was going to come with this information and how they decided to use it. Now, also, I have to say that the other women maybe aren't bringing enough to the show, and that's why we had to latch onto this storyline, because we didn't have maybe anything else, right? Without this storyline, what did we have on this show? They even had to bring Camille back. They had to bring Camille back. So what did we have? So the producers were probably scrambling. I don't know that I necessarily blame them because they have to put on a show for us. But it just felt icky to me watching Denise with tears welled up in her eyes. And she said, "I'm please don't show this. And she said, I'm going to call the lawyer. And maybe she could have handled it a little bit better. But I, I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad. Now, Dorit, I have to mention one thing. Dorit did stick up for Denise. And Dorit said, like, I don't believe anything Brandy says. She said, the first and only time I ever met her, she told me my tits are fucked up. These were Dorit's words, not mine. Um, and then the Bravo editors flash back immediately to the scene of Brandy just going up to Dorit and saying, your tits are fucked up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was good TV. Say what you want about Brandy Glanville, but that was good TV. <laughs> Uh, but I love that Dorit called it out. And I love that Dorit was so, she's like, she's obviously wrong. And she was so proud and happy. And I like that Dorit just kind of let it slide off her and uh, good, good on all of them. It was just really funny. But Denise says she's not really friends with Brandy. And then they also cut back to BravoCon, which I'm sad we're not doing BravoCon this year. I missed it. We got to see our dear Bryce from Entertainment Tonight. Uh, he hosted that panel. And uh, yeah, Denise said on the panel that her and Brandy were close. And I do believe that they were close, but I think there's more to the story. And 
again, I understand why Denise was saying, no, we're not close. And no, it didn't happen. And no, she wasn't ready to talk about this. She was caught off guard. And it was about a very private sexual moment. Even if Aaron knew or Big Dick Aaron didn't know, I'm not sure. But the fact is, Denise didn't want to talk about this on camera. And this was in one rare instance that I think it would have been maybe okay for them not to show it. But I understood why they did. I just, you know, got to think about it. We got to see how it plays out. I need to know more. I need to know more. Uh, Anyway, Erica says, look, Denise, did you say anything about me? All the women have said shit. All of them. Teddy says, I don't know why Brandy would be making up stories. And I think, I, I don't know that she's making up stories, but she conveniently said it on camera to, of course, get back on the show. She wants to get back on the show. Why wouldn't Brandy want to get back on the show? Of course. Of course. Denise said, I never said anything negative. Rinna says she didn't want to bring anything up because of the Munchausen. And then they show us that whole thing. Rinna said she learned the lesson. She's not taking the bait. Last time she brought something up she wasn't supposed to. She was ridiculed and everything for it. Remember that time Rinna just decided to take the season off? It was like, was it last season or the season before? Rinna was just like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not stirring the pot. Let you guys do it. And then it was like the most boring season we've ever had. Uh, we really do need Rena on the show, I think, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Denise is crying. She's not ready to talk about it. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I'm looking at my notes right now. Uh, Sutton stuck up for Denise. Sutton said, look, I knew about this weeks ago. She said, somebody told me. And I would never bring it up at the dinner table. And I applauded Sutton. That was when she wanted me back. Sutton knew. And she didn't bring it up because she knew that it was too, too personal. Uh, And she also kind of gave it to Teddy. Sutton and Teddy do not like each other. And by that, I mean Sutton hates Teddy. She does. And Teddy said she's saying that because her feelings are hurt. And she says, are you more upset about the things that were said about Denise or the things that were said about you? Ooh. It was good. Uh, and then there was a little Dorit versus Kyle, because Dorit was annoyed that Kyle kept interrupting her. And Dorit said, look, I care about Denise more than you do. And she said, let me finish. You're not letting me finish. Denise says, look, they're going to have to cut this. If they want me to still be on the show, they better cut it. She's going to call the lawyer. Oh, that's the episode, you guys. It was thrilling TV. I thought it was fantastic. There's a lot of people that say that uh, Beverly Hills is has jumped the shark or it's boring. And I thought that for the last two seasons, but this one I am loving. There's a lot going on underneath the surface. Uh, but I do feel terrible for my Denise. Our drop-dead gorgeous Denise. Wow. Wow, wow. Wow, Denise. Wow, I love you. Love you, despite, despite the big dick Aaron, who I do not support. I do not support him or his ghost hunting. Although I do want him to start ghost hunting. It's neither here nor there. The point is, we got to get to New York. Uh, let's... Get into this. Before we go into New York, I do have to say I did a wonderful chat with Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelorette, and we talk about all things Bravo. So we dive into the Bachelor world a little bit, but I'm not very familiar with Bachelor Nation. So I got to say, uh, we did talk about some things that made headlines, by the way. There were some juicy things about The Bachelor. But more importantly, I think we had so much fun talking about Bravo and Housewives because she's a huge fan. So we giggled and laughed a lot. So check that out. You can watch it on the YouTube youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino one, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Uh, And let's get to New York. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. But I came. That's because Ramona is a terrible person. And everybody knows it. She's a bitch. She doesn't support women. And she's phony. And she singles me out. And you're one of her best friends. And she treats you like Because that's a Ramona. And I'm leaving. Okay, on to alcohol, the show. You guys were in Mexico, and I know on this podcast I've been calling for them to go somewhere new, but when we showed up on Mexico during this episode of Roni, I felt so happy to be there. I felt comforted. It looked stunningly beautiful, this resort that they were staying at. I really wanted to go, especially now during this pandemic, when we can't vacation, we can't travel. It just, I was salivating over this resort that they were staying. It was so beautiful. Ah, I miss a vacation. I'm dying for vacation. I need. We all need a vacation, don't we? I'm so sick of the stupid apartment I live in. Like ready to, ready to break through the walls like the Kool Aid Man. I'm so frustrated by it. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, the uh, Mexico vacation looked beautiful, so I was happy to be there. Ramona, even on her Instagram though, she was Instagram storying, watching the Real Houses of Beverly Hills, and she was saying, "Why don't we go to places like this?" So even the cast is aware that they're only going to the same places over and over again. But uh, I'm still, I was happy to be there. Uh, Before we get there, though, Lou threw this spa day at the beginning of the episode. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Bryce with Entertainment Tonight, who I mentioned earlier, he interviewed Luann. And I was reading about the interview, and it said that uh, Luann had said that she had set up her at-home confessional. You know how they have to do them themselves. And she did a three-hour session, and then it didn't record. And so she did three hours, and then she realized she didn't hit the red button. (laughs) That we've all been there. You guys don't even know how many times I've recorded this podcast and then looked down and the red button wasn't on, and it was like, didn't record anything. I've had full guests that have been to my apartment, and then by the end of our conversation, I look and I'm like, whoopsie-daisy, didn't record any of that. So we've all been there. Uh, But it just made me laugh that this is happening, even on these uh, shows that are on a, a big hit network. These technical difficulties are still happening. Uh, I've been really liking Roni the past couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm sort of back on board. A lot of drinking, but I'm I'm feeling good about Roni right now. It's still just a delight to watch. It just makes me happy to watch it, especially just seeing them in the sun. Anyway, uh, the, so the, Luann's throwing the spa day, and there's all these wigs around, and she puts a wig on with bangs. And when Sonia sees her, she's like, oh, gross. You know, Sonia's disgusted by Luann with bangs. But when Ramona sees Luann, Ramona's like, you look like that actress who's married to the older gentleman, McPhee. 
And first of all, Catherine McPhee is who she was talking about. And Catherine McPhee, I think, needs to join the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I don't know if you guys watched the David Foster documentary on Netflix, but you have got to watch it. It's so fascinating. There's some stuff about Yolanda there. It is, whew, it is a lot, and you need to see it. It's must-see TV, and it's he's a monster, but then also you sort of, I, I don't want to spoil it, but just watch it. So, uh, let's see. They're also, Ramona's so disgusted by Leah, and she doesn't seemingly seem so disgusted by Sonia, and we know at Ramona's birthday party, it was Sonia who was, like, breaking the glass, which, you guys, Dorinda got glass in her foot, and then she was just walking around with the glass in her foot. She was in the car on the way to the spa, and she's like, yeah, Sonia, I got glass in my foot. And then uh, later on at the spa, she like pulled out her foot, and she's like, look at the glass in my foot. And I was thinking, Dorinda, go to the doctor. She finally did go to the doctor, thank God. But I couldn't believe that she had been walking all this time and filming on the show with just glass in her foot, um, that Sonia had stomped out of that, uh, that thing at Ramona's party. But Ramona's so mad at Leah, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Because Sonia seem, seemingly was the more embarrassing drunk. And look, they've all been that drunk before. I do sort of see Ramona's point. Like, if, if it was my birthday party and I had a bunch of people, I don't have as many friends as she does. Ramona has got the 60 girlfriends or whatever the fuck they, that is. I don't have that many girlfriends. But I think if, if like a certain group of my friends were acting so, so drunk... Again, I don't think Leah was that bad, but I would be more embarrassed by Sonia who's stomping and breaking the property because people have to clean that up. And that's what I would be frustrated by. I think, well, the, the staff at this place, they're going to have to clean up all that broken glass that Sonia stomped all over. Like she was stomping grapes in Isle of Lucy. It was like, there's no grapes on your feet, Sonia. That's glass. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. And you should look in that mirror and realize you should stop be, not be stomping on it. Uh, but yeah, Ramona's just so mad at Leah. and. Dorinda reveals on the way to this spa day that she thinks it's weird, first of all, that Ramona is 63 years old and threw a birthday party for herself. But then she says that Ramona asked everyone to donate $100 for a bag. And that is inappropriate. In what world are we just asking people to bring $100 to our birthday parties like that? People bring a gift if they want. You do not demand that people bring $100 so you could buy a new bag. We've all wanted a new bag before. But you don't charge friends to come to your birthday party, so you get a bag. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, anyway, Dorinda tells Leah that Leah has the one thing Ramona can't have, and that's youth. Ooh, that hit me. That hit me, and I'm sure that hit Ramona as she was watching it. Sure it hit her. Uh, anyway, Ramona then is at the spa event, and she's talking to the women who are from the Fortune Society, which we met them, I think it was last week. And they're all there to get their makeovers. And Ramona's being so nice to people. And she always does this. She's like such an asshole to everyone. And then when she knows she's in the wrong or or whatever, she'll just be like overtly nice. And it's so obvious and fake at this point. Like we've seen it so many times. Uh, but it was making me laugh because it's just, it's so, it's so her. Um, anyway, then Leah pulls Luann aside and says, I can barely look at her. She's awful. I hate her. And she's just going on. She said, She's a terrible person. And then she says this stuff in front of Ramona. She said, you're a terrible person. Everybody knows it. She's a bitch. She doesn't support other women. She doesn't support women, and she's phony. Leah said Ramona doesn't support other women. And if there's one thing I know about Ramona Singer, it's that she believes that she supports other women. And so to hear Leah say that, you know that was like a knife in her back. Ah, you know it. 
Meanwhile, Dorinda was putting a wig on, and she put a brunette wig on, and she goes to the guy, Angelo, who's running this spa day. I okay. think I'd look good as a brunette. Can I try it? Of course. No, I don't think you're a brunette. He just goes, no. No, you want it. <laughs> I mean, Dorinda did look shocking with that brunette wig on. I love Dorinda's Princess Diana haircut right now. I'm, like, obsessed with that hair that she's got going on right now. But to see her in the brunette wig, it was a hard pass on that for me. And I'm glad Dorinda's using the hairstyle she has, because the brunette wig is not working. Anyway, uh, it's also revealed that Ramona's sister told Leah that she cheapens the group. And that was surprising to me, because we haven't gotten to know Ramona's sister at all. So to see even just that little clip... It makes me want more. I want to know a little bit more about the Singer family. Of course, Ramona has told us, but I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to see what they're like up close. It's like when you go to the zoo and you see the, I don't know, the angry tigers or whatever. It's like, I want to know more about the sister. Now, then Dorinda and Sonia leave. Everyone sort of leaves the spa, but I was happy that Dorinda was going to the doctor to get the glass out of her foot. I mean, that was a smart move. I wish she would have done that before the spa again, but at least she's doing it. Then we see Sonia. She goes to Century 21 to look at the dresses. And that's where it's revealed that Ramona, she shows up to Century 21, and she tells Sonia that Leah has bipolar disorder and is mixing alcohol with meds. And first of all, it's like, Ramona doesn't know any of the details of Leah's mental health. Leah hasn't told her any of this. And I agree with Leah. It is disgusting to speculate on anyone's mental health unless they're telling you and they're telling you it's okay to talk about it. It's a very weird, a very serious topic that you cannot just bring up. And Ramona's doing it on camera, which is gross. It's like an added layer to it. Because what if Leah didn't want to reveal her diagnosis on camera? And then here is Ramona shouting it to the whole world. I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that at all. It's just a nasty thing. Rem- I'm turning so much on Ramona this season. She's just not my number one anymore. And I just, I, I feel like I'm ready for her to go. Uh, anyway, then everyone gets ready for Mexico. We see them at the Cancun airport. And Leah shades what Ramona's wearing, because Ramona's got the leggings with the high heels on. That was funny, first of all. Then Lou's bag just starts vibrating. She's like, it's the juice mixer. The juice mixer. She said it was the juice mixer. Now, I don't know a juice mixer that just vibrates like a vibrator. I've never heard seen one before. I have the Nutribullet. And let me tell you something, you need to plug that into a wall outlet for it to do anything. And here was Luann's bag shaken, shaken like it was uh, coming out of a sex shop. There was definitely a vibrator in there. It was not the juice mixer. Dorinda even said properly in her confessional, and this is a direct quote, she said, I think that's mixing the other juice. And then she pointed to her downstairs. She pointed to her Meredith Grey, and uh, Dorinda wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, then we see them all at the house. There's alcohol and a mariachi band. And of course, we all were thinking, like, they shouldn't be giving them alcohol as soon as they exit the car. You know, I get just worried about Sonia, Sonorita, which, by the way, who else was on the edge of their seat just waiting for Luann to drop a Sonorita? I was thinking, for sure, we're in Mexico. Luann's going to be doing a lot of Sonorita work. It's going to be happening a lot. I didn't hear it this episode, but we know it's coming. Like, give Luann a margarita, and she's going to be doing a lot of Sonorita work. It's coming. Um, But I don't like that I worry about Sonia as I'm watching this show. She's just not okay with the alcohol. And at a certain point, this has been years, 
of us watching the show, and Sonia has never had a grasp on alcohol. And somebody, somebody needs to stop it. It's like not even enjoyable for the audience, us to watch, because she says funny things and she just quirky, strange things, but it's a pattern of a behavior and it's not even, it's not okay. It's just uncomfortable. It's too much. She goes too far. And Ramona said later, she's like, Sonia must have mixed it with meds, which it's true. We can see with our own eyes every time Sonia gets like this. And the same thing happened in Miami, which they flash back to. But we know that there's something else going on here. We can watch these shows and they could tell us all they want that they're just having like one margarita. But we have eyes and we could tell that they're either mixing with something or there's something else going on because people don't get like that off of one welcome tequila drink. I've had tequila. Let me tell you something. I believe everyone's different, but I believe that when you get very drunk, you usually get tired and you just go to sleep. I don't know. I don't want to judge, but something else is going on and it's not fun to watch. Uh, I got to say that Ramona, when she greets the staff at this hotel, she said, oh, how many servants do we have? And I'm like, Ramona, they're not your servants. That's not appropriate word choice. The way Ramona treats anyone that is an employee of anything, quite frankly, is just not okay as well. I feel like, I mean, I'm just judging these women. I mean, I guess that's what we do here on the podcast. But uh, I don't mean to be so hard on them, but it is seeing like all the rudeness and all the drunkness. I feel like that's what, what we're having a problem with this season. I still love the gals. Still love them. Uh, anyway, Ramona jumps in the pool in the gray sweatsuit. Luann says regarding the uh, resort, she says, this is the bomb, which was a direct line from 1996. And I couldn't believe that Luann said that. And everyone else was like, yeah, it's the bomb. And I was like, what's happening? What year are we in? Uh, Who's the president? Like, what is this? Am I in the middle school? Like, what's going on? The bomb? Why were they all saying that? This is the bomb. Luann was like, this is the bomb. Like, what? I haven't heard that in years. Uh, Anyway, Look, Ramona says to Sonia, I had to pull Leah's dress down in front of my 50 friends, and that's why I'm mad. And then Sonia agrees with her, and she's like, yeah, there's a certain way you need to act when you're meeting people for the first time. And like, what the fuck is that logic? I don't understand it. I have, I've never, I, I've never understood it. So the gals, they all meet around the table. And they're having a cocktail. Sonia says to Ramona, why don't you have any camel toe? And then she says, and I quote, this is a direct quote from Sonia, so please forgive the language, but Sonia says, I have the chubbiest, I can't even say it. She says, I have the the chubbiest Meredith Grey ever. You guys can fill in the blank, but it's the P word and it ends in ussy. So Sonia says that, and Leah's like, imagine if I said that. She's mad. She's like, imagine if I were to say that in front of all these women. And she said, I have never said that I have a chubby Diane Lockhart. You know? You know what I'm saying. Leah says that I've never said that. I would never say that I have a chubby Diane Lockhart. You know? Anyway, uh, Dorinda then says, we're all going to play a game to get our rooms. And I was so excited because we all know we love to see them uh, fight for rooms. I wish they would have fought a little bit more because I like when they make a whole episode out of it. Uh, but Dorinda did have a very fun way of doing it. She said, we're going to play a 70s game show. And she asks the gals questions. She says, number one, if Sonia enjoys a meal, what is she doing when she enters a car? And then everyone hits the buzzard. 
one person says vomit, the other one says farting. And Sonia's just like laughing it off and I'm like, how embarrassing. I would have been horrified if the people I was vacationing with, they all said like, I either fart or vomit every time I enter a car after a meal. Like, what? In what world is this just like a funny aside? But Sonia, God bless her. She takes it like a champ and she does always have smiles. She's got smiles to give. Uh, the next question was like, what's Luann's favorite word, which is cabaret? Uh, Sonia and Ramona are the last people to choose rooms, but they're going to be staying together. So they technically get three rooms. Um, Sonia, as they're entering one, they're like, we could sneak guys in here. Um, so I'm very excited for that, for them to sneak men in. Um, and then, uh, look, Dorinda and Leah talk. Leah says, I'm pissed that Ramona revealed my bipolar too. This is the first time we're hearing about it from Leah. She says, I was diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder, and I was so proud and excited and happy that she was talking about her diagnosis on camera. I think it'll help so many people. Again, it's the same thing as outing someone's sexuality, though, in a way. Like, somebody outing someone's mental health issues is kind of the same thing. And she says, regarding Ramona, she says, don't talk about my vagina, and then don't talk about my mental health. And she's, as simple rules. The eight simple rules of Leah McSweeney. Just don't talk about my vagina or my mental health. It's all she wants. Anyway, then we cut to 6.50 p.m. I was so excited to see that timestamp. So you know we're going to get a lot of it. We're going to get a lot of that timestamp work happening within the next couple episodes. Very happy about it. It was 6.50. Ramona's making someone on the staff do her hair. And I was like, this is not a glam person that they brought in. Like, this is someone from the resort that's doing Ramona's hair. And she's giving her a hard time about it. She's like, this doesn't look good, or I don't know what she says. But it's rude. Sonia's sleeping. Dorinda's dressing Leah to look like a queen. She says, this is a queen's piece. I need you to look good when you confront Ramona. And Sonia, I mentioned she's sleeping. She sort of opens her eyes, and her bubbies are out, and she's wasted. And like it's, she says that she's drinking Coke with Rosé, which is truly the most disgusting combo I've ever heard of. You might as well be drinking urine and tequila because it was Coca-Cola and rosé. Those two things do not go together at all. So I don't know who Sonia's mixologist is, but they need to be fired because, look, it's not a good cocktail. And I know I co-wrote a cocktail book called Fancy AF Cocktails, which you get now on Amazon or uh, your favorite independent bookseller. Uh, but yeah, rosé and Coca-Cola. And I love a Coca-Cola drinker. You guys know how I feel about a Diet Coke drinker best people in the world. But Sonia's drinking regular Coke with rosé. That's not right. Uh, She's fully naked then as she's having this woman help her get ready. And that's not okay either. The staff for this resort shouldn't have to do your hair when you're naked and drunk. It's like, I know that you guys are staying at this place and you rented it out, but it's just, I feel like all I do is keep saying that's not okay. And it's just not. It puts a cover up your bubbies. Sonia, Rita. Um, anyway, then uh, before dinner, Ramona's going up to everyone and demanding they marinate the ceviche and grapefruit. Uh, you guys. And Sonia's finally ready. She goes downstairs for the, for the dinner, and she says, I have the unstoppable P-U-S-S-Y. I hate saying that word. I'm sorry. That word, uh, you know, I'll say anything. I got a potty mouth on this podcast. But that word, you know what else? Word I hate. I hate the word peen. I hate it. I won't even say it again because it literally makes my skin crawl. Uh, but yeah, she's saying that she's just a mess. And 
Dorinda's telling her to take a nap, and she really needed to take a nap. Instead, she just orders more rosé with Coca-Cola. Um, but Dorinda, I'm noticing her voice starting to change. She's starting to get a little drunk, and she's getting mad at Ramona, which I'm excited about. Uh, I think we're going to get some good drunk Dorinda this trip. I feel it. I feel like next episode, drunk Dorinda is going to be uh, out in full force. We saw it in the trailer for next week, and uh, it's going to be good. Um, but Sonia shouts at the table. They're all sitting down for dinner, and Sonia's just shouting as if she's speaking just to Ramona privately. She said, Leah never said anything to you. And Luann says, look, we got to address the fish in the room. Got to address the fish in the room. And then Leah says, you're talking about my vagina to the Upper East Side. And then Ramona's suddenly offended by that word vagina, by Leah. Again, there's a double standard with Leah and the other women. Leah does shade them, uh, shades Ramona and her friends. She says, it's upsetting that women in their 60s and 70s are talking about my mental health. And she knows that the age thing is a hot-button issue for Ramona. So I do think it was kind of like taking a little dig at her. But I think Ramona deserved a little dig, because she was rude and talking about her mental health. Uh, Ramona then tries to turn it around. Sonia shouts, when you come into this group, you can't do certain things when you're new. And it's like, Sonia, you need to go take a nap, Sonia She does. Next time, uh, we end on a to-be-continued. Next time, we get them all drunk at a restaurant. Luann's on the dance floor with someone half her size. Can't wait for that moment. And then we get, again, drunk Dorinda. Dorinda says, I don't need this bitch telling me where I am in my journey. Ugh. Can't wait. Can't wait. Then Lou on the camel. Lou gets back on that camel. You guys, that was New York. Uh, I want to say, please find me on social media, at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram. If you want uh, the bonus episode, I just did a Sex in the City, the very first episode recap. You can get it on the Patreon page. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I just do one a month but you support this podcast by doing so. So thank you to everyone who's over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen, I did a great interview with Jay Manuel and Rachel Lindsay earlier this week. I thought they were both fantastic interviews, if I do say so myself. Um, so check those out. I love you all. Let's do a little breathing exercise to calm it down. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. And breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in and close your eyes. Sit still. Be still for a moment. Breathe out. Just find some time today to close your eyes. Be still. Lay your head down. Relax. And try to get all those thoughts out of your head. Imagine yourself pushing any of the thoughts that are in your head out. And just try to sit there and just be still. I love you guys so much. Stay safe. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. 
Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.